Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life? Thinking of getting a new job? Wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This angelic energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 727-514-7323. May the angels carry you through, and this is for entertainment purposes only. Hello, and my name is Amy Toy, and welcome to Angel Answers with Amy Toy. I have a fabulous guest. This woman is phenomenal. She is the queen of Akashic Records Clearing. Let me tell you, you've got to go to this woman. Her name is Lisa Barnett, and she's been doing this for a long time. And today she is coming on to discuss soul contracts, and she's got two awesome books out. One is The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, and her newest book is From Questioning to Knowing 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. And she's also the founder and head teacher of the Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, an internationally recognized school where students can learn to access their soul wisdom and guidance from their personal Akashic records, along with numerous healing tools, meditation, and prayer systems. The school has thousands of students worldwide with dozens of certified consultants and teachers. Welcome, Lisa. How are you today? I'm fabulous, Amy. Thank you for having me on. It's always fun. Yes, it is. And you've been on a few times. <laughs> and, I have. Um, it's been a couple of years, I think, though. So. Yeah, I can't. You know, I've had the show for so long, I can't remember what day of the week it is. I just like, a, you know, I'm, you know, I just know that I'm getting wisdom highlights, you know. Um, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, Lisa, and I have personally gone to you for a couple sessions, and uh, actually you've pulled out a lot of stuff. Um, First of all, let's talk about what the Akashic Records are for those listeners who haven't, um, are not acquainted with, you know, the Akasha. Yes, absolutely. So, the Akashic Records are the recording of your soul's journey from the time you individuated from source until you eventually return home again. So everything you have been or done um, on planet Earth or other planets, planes and dimensions is recorded in the ethers or the cloud and what we call is the the Akashic Records. Okay. So would that be called uh, the Book of Life for some people? Yes, you could call it the Book of Life. People imagine it as a big library. I like to imagine that each person has their very own library, and every book represents a lifetime. And to me, one of the great gifts is that we have our very own personal librarians. So that means you have a half a dozen or a dozen um, record keepers that only keep your records 
So they are here to support you on your soul's path. Awesome. Awesome, yes. They are great little creatures. They do keep that <laughs> Right? Just like a, <laughs> it's a great gift when we can really talk to our angels because we also have our own personal angels, right? Yes, angels, spirit guides, beings of the light men. I call it the spiritual posse. I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. You know, and they go right, with me. Right, right. You've got around. yours, I've got mine, and right. it is so useful when we can actually talk to them. Yes, and hear them or see them or, you know, some people, you know, not that you need to be institutionalized in a padded room when you talk to the voices. <laughs> They're the right voices, <laughs> not the ones that tell you to go and, you know, anyway. Um yeah, because some people are like, you hear spirit? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And it's not the voices <laughs> where they're telling me to go right. see somebody. They're, these are <laughs> angels. Or, you know, And this is what yeah. I actually teach people when I teach um, my courses. I teach people to be able to communicate really directly and clearly mm-hmm. with their Akashic record keepers. So they can mm-hmm. ask them specific questions and get real answers and it is life-changing oh it certainly is okay so i'm going to use myself as a personal example because i went to you in february for you know a a, a clearing and um let's go into what an akashic record session is and what do you bring forth like how do you conduct it why would someone come to you for it and then we'll go deeper into that Okay, cool. So um, the way I work when I do an Akashic session, reading, healing session, because I think the healing is so um, important and profound. So mm-hmm. I would specifically open your records, as you know. I do a, mm-hmm. um, a, a little sacred um, prayer and meditation to bring us into the energy and the column of light of the Akashic Records. So we're really surrounded by these beautiful beings of light and the energy. And then I like to work with questions. So I want to answer your specific questions. I don't want to just tell you a bunch of abstract information. If mm-hmm. you have relationship issues or abundance issues or some trauma from your childhood or from a relationship or whatever your questions are about, I want to answer them because what I find is it's so helpful when we realize why might we have bor- be born into, say, um, an abusive family or yes. or maybe we take on an abusive relationship it's like why mm-hmm. would i do that well mm-hmm. the truth is is that we come to learn and grow as souls and so what mm-hmm. many people refer to as karma it's the mm-hmm. way we learn and grow so those challenges really give us you know fodder for the mill it makes us mm-hmm. wake up and say what can I learn? What can I do? What can I change? And mm-hmm. um, so it's all about the questions, and I go into past lives and some of the karma that we've brought forward, some of those things we want to clear, soul contracts, as we talked a little bit about um, you and I, Amy, you know, do we mm-hmm. have soul contracts with our significant partners or mm-hmm. with our children? Or sometimes with our parents, we may or may not have a soul contract with both of our parents. So mm-hmm. lots of great information that is helpful. Often people say, oh, that explains it. 
right? Mm-hmm. I don't have a soul contract with my parent. And so mm-hmm. that explains why I have no connection to them, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. lots of information. We answer your questions. We clear what we can. We release old karma. We get rid of old contracts mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. you can move forward with greater ease and grace. Well, I'll just share with the audience, my last uh, session, we cleared out my mother's side of the family. And it was interesting because that was very life-changing for me personally and also on relationship. What was funny is that they tried to contact me two weeks ago. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, why would they do that if they're cleared out? Can you answer that for the audience and for myself? Uh, because I was like, okay, because what we did was during my session, you had null and void a lot of the contracts with my my two half-sisters, my mother, and a couple cousins or something like that, and just got rid of them. Thank mm-hmm. God. But they tried to come back in. <laughs> Well, so this is the interesting thing. We know that when we change things, people feel it, even though they're Mm -hmm. totally unconscious of it. So Mm -hmm. when they couldn't feel you anymore, when nobody had their little hooks in you, they were like, ooh, ooh, where's my hooks? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where's that energy I can draw from? Who can I suck on, right? (laughs) Where's that line, right? Where's that Mm lifeline to me, you know, Mm -hmm. to to help me, to support me? All unconscious. So all of a the sudden they wake up and they're like, something's missing, something's different. <gasps> Amy's mm-hmm. gone. We better call her. I wonder what happened. And so, yeah, they do. They do. They want it back, especially if they're kind of energy vampires or, yes. or, um, or, or they like to annoy you or whatever it is. We're like, <laughs> okay, let's, <laughs> what happened? They want to find you again and, and pull you back in, right? Yeah, well, I didn't return the call, but it was interesting because, my reaction to it was it felt very different. It felt like it was like in, it was invading my my space. It felt like my privacy was being invaded and my boundaries were being violated by them contacting me. And it's interesting. I haven't had contact, uh, especially with my my mother for five years since my father passed away. And uh, you know, I've cut those ties. And it's okay to do that, audience. If you've got a toxic, abusive family, run for the hills. I ran for Florida. Right. Yes. It's not only is it okay. It's important for us to be sovereign souls, having a human experience, to own our bodies, to own our space, to own our Mm -hmm. own information and knowledge. And so, what I see very often is when I clear people out of a, a client's space, they can actually start to feel and know the truth of who they are. They're actually getting their own information instead of information and energy from, Mm -hmm. you know, outside from their family or their whatever spouse or whoever it is, right? Right. And it really feels different, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, that's what happened with this last session. It was, um, you had really cleaned it out and, uh, or the Akashic, you know, got rid of that. And it was interesting because I felt like, wow, this is great. I had more energy. <laughs> I didn't feel them, you know, and I think that you're right. They're energy vampires because you've got all these energy hooks into you and you don't realize it until it's cleared out. Right, exactly. And then they're going, oh, my heavens, right? Where's dinner? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> Right? Who can I vampire? You know? Yeah. Who can I suck? <laughs> Who can I suck on? Right? You know? 
And so there they are. They're 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 sending out the hooks, and it's all unconscious. That's the thing. So so mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of love and compassion, you know, and just you mm-hmm. can send them some love and some forgiveness, and again, send them on their way. Yes. Well, yeah, and I, let me just say this to the audience: I don't harbor any animosity towards my my that side of the family or anything. It's just that it was better for me to separate because it was. It met my mental health and it met myself. It was between them and me, and I chose myself. And sometimes you yeah, have to do you. that. And um, it's it, it, you know, it, yeah, because society says they're your well, they're a family. And I feel that sometimes family—it's our greatest teachers. It's kind of like the entrance ramp to the airport, but you can go to many other destinations and leave that airport and go to another destination. They're just the entrance ramps that you learn your greatest life lessons. So I, I think that for me, with that session we had a couple months ago, was life-altering for me. So that's why I was like, wow, <laughs> this is great. Let's, everyone should be doing this. And the funny thing is, you know, as you've, and we've known each other for a while. I've gone through, I've cleared out a lot of stuff. This was like the final, what, final countdown <laughs> to get rid of stuff. <laughs> I'm right, that big junk. <laughs> That big chunk of junk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we can have soul contracts. So let's explain a little bit about that. Soul contracts, what are they and how do we come up with these crazy contracts that we wake up one day and say, what the F was Mm -hmm. I thinking? Well, so it's very interesting because before we come into a body, we write a whole soul plan. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're like, I have a mission, I have gifts and talents, I have some old mm-hmm. karma I want to finish and, you know, learn and do my compassion and my forgiveness work and, you know, learn those lessons and move on. And so we write this whole big plan, and it includes a lot of soul contracts. Most people actually have probably 25 to 50 soul mm-hmm. contracts with people on the planet. So wow. sometimes, and not always, the first two people are mom and dad. And then sometimes, but not always, it's the siblings or the, you know, half-siblings or step-siblings, right? Right. Yep. So we have different soul contracts with them. We, mm-hmm. we write um, soul contracts to have significant partners, whether we marry them or not, it doesn't matter. We have these, you know, significant love relationships. We have them sometimes, and again, not always. Nothing is written in stone. We're all really individual. Sometimes they're to have children, sometimes not. Um, and then even with friends and business partners, and we have soul family members that come here to support us, and that might be your very best friend. So... These are all soul contracts, and they have different flavors, right? Mm -hmm. So when you meet that soul family member who's here to support you and that turns into your very dearest best friend for life, you know, that's exactly what that is. That's a soul that you have known since the beginning of time. She's She probably individuated from source with you. You've been rolling around the heavens together for billions and billions of years, and you've had many lifetimes. You've been sisters, you've been mother and daughter, you know, husband and wife. Um, Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, is my husband and I, 
um, we were brother and sister in a past life not very long ago, and then we were Native American brothers about three or four hundred years ago here, um, I believe in California. So we're sole family members. We've known each other. We've been married. We've had some of the same kids. So we come back mm-hmm. around to the support of relationships. And sometimes we have a soul contract that has karma attached. And to me that means that the soul contract from a past life didn't get finished for some reason or other. Mm -hmm. And so we come back to complete that relationship, and sometimes it's challenging. So Mm -hmm. if you imagine that um, you were living 200 years ago and one of you died in a flood or from an illness, maybe from TB or the plague, <laughs> yeah, or you know, yeah. something yeah. like that a couple hundred years ago. And you may have said, oh, I'm so sad. I will love you forever. I can't believe I couldn't save you. It's all my fault, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I always want to come back. I will love you forever. So you have mm-hmm. a vow con- connected to a soul contract and sometimes with those vows, they keep repeating and repeating because when we make a, a vow of forever, that mm. means we've really vowed forever. So they come back around, and they're not always so useful because sometimes they're kind of out of time and space, mm-hmm. right? You might have another um, soul contract to marry someone new, and that person that you have a past life vow to love forever shows up so you marry them first. And then you mm-hmm. kind of finish that, you know, after another two years, you feel like that relationship's complete and you end up getting mm-hmm. divorced and now you're mm-hmm. trying to find that person that, that you were in love with before the other person showed up, right? So it gets com- yeah. complicated. I don't know if you've ever had one of those kind of uh, uh, relationships, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> oh, oh, I've had many of those relationships. I swear I must have 50 or more soul contracts out there. <laughs> Um, I'm like, really? Okay, I really wanted to get this all done, didn't I, Lord? <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't want to keep going through this. Yeah, but right, breaking right, those right. vows. So you will go in during the session, right, and break all those vows and promises and all that wonderful stuff, right? <laughs> because yes, sometimes it it's, is like, so... it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, we have all these vows. I'll love you forever. Um, You know, I'll give you my firstborn, whatever these crazy (laughs) vows are with relationships. And so we want to clear and break these vows from other lifetimes because they really are not pertinent to this specific life. And then we make other Mm -hmm. crazy vows like vows of poverty. Right, mm. and people say, mm-hmm. "How come I can't make any money? How come I'm I'm a I'm a great healer, but nobody pays me? Or I don't feel you know I feel bad about asking for money because mm-hmm. I don't know I'm doing healing, and they're all past life vows of poverty and such, right? Where we where mm-hmm. we made a vow not to charge for our spiritual gifts, but mm-hmm. you know there was one thing when you were living in a monastery and you were fed and clothed and you had you know a shelter and you know everything, um, then you could take a vow of poverty because you didn't need money you were taken care of. Or sometimes mm-hmm. we were in the goddess temples, you know, three, mm-hmm. 4,000 years ago. And again, the village took care of us. We were housed, clothed, fed, 
you know, we were the goddesses of the village. We were mm-hmm. the healers. We did the prayer. We did the mm-hmm. energy healing. We were the wise women. And so we mm-hmm. didn't need to ask for money because people gave us food. Mm-hmm. So now those vows are really stuck outside of time and space, and they're not helpful because, you know, I don't know about you, but I pay a mortgage, right? I have to yeah. go to the grocery store and buy food. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't work in this day and age. We're not living mm-hmm. in monasteries. We're not living in temples. Right. So getting rid of those vows of poverty are very, very useful. So. <laughs> yes. yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are, definitely. <laughs> yes, I well, know. Right, the other side of those vows of poverty also come along the vows of obedience and often chastity. So getting rid of poverty, chastity, and obedience are also very useful. (laughs) Yes, Yes, they are, okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's all I have to say. Yes, they are. Because I have lots of clients who come to me and say, I don't know, I'm ready for a relationship. I got divorced five years ago, and I just can't find the right person. And like, oh, well, that vow of chastity is, you know, vow of obedience holding you back. And, and we have to, you know, clear some of the scarring out of your heart from that last relationship and mm-hmm. that traumatic divorce mm-hmm. and really open and clean your energy field so that you can open and expand and call that, you know, really light up that soul contract and call those people to you. Mm -hmm. So we can do a lot of work in the Akashic Records to help support you in finding that relationship and really, you know, Mm -hmm. healing and clearing your energy field and the pain and the trauma. When we're filled up with other people's energy, Mm -hmm. people can't find us. When we're filled with pain and trauma um, from past relationships or just a, a challenging childhood, Mm. We don't look or feel like ourselves. So those soul contracts, those soul pe- family members who are trying to find us, they don't see or feel us because we're glommed up with, you know, mud and other people's mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know that, too. I, I know that all too darn well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because also in my session, I had an ex that was my last relationship wrapped around my second chakra, and boy, you had a time getting rid of him. Oh, Lord mm. Edwards. That's right. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Yep. So that must feel very different too, huh? Yes, it is. I mean, I'm back out there and I'm attracting a lot of guys and I'm like, okay. Because that was actually, that was my, my session was to find I'm ready for the right relationship. And you're like, oh, we got to clean out mom's side first. I'm like, okay, get rid of this. <laughs> Right, because when you have energy vampires in your space, when you have people, again, if you imagine that you as a, a, a person, a soul in a body and with an auric field, so just if, you, if everybody can kind of picture that, that beautiful, you know, bright soul shining through that beautiful body and a, a nice mm-hmm. light, clear um, auric field, this nice kind of, egg-shaped field around you and it's all clear and crisp and shiny, then of course people can find us. Of course, you know, it's easy to connect with all of those people that we have soul contracts with. But if you imagine that people have been throwing mud at you and sucking you dry and covering you with a wet blanket, well, 
it's pretty hard to find you under all of that. So that's what it looks like when we have all sorts of people in our space mm-hmm. and people are throwing nasty energy at us and they're and they're energy vampires and they're right sucking us dry and we're exhausted and we we feel like we're covered by mud or a wet mm-hmm. wet wool blanket even worse I think. Oh. So we yeah. have to clear all that out first before we can start to even get to, you know, the heart, the, the mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I really like to especially work with the, the fourth, the third, the second chakra, right? Just get mm-hmm. all of those open and clear and moving so we can energetically start to show up to be found. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because you're like, what's wrong with me? Like you said, and you're like, no, you're just kind of like, you need to be cleaned up. Okay. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> have to run you through a car wash, get you all shiny, get everybody, fill you up with the highest you, heal the wounds, the scarring from the pain, right? No, that energy that's wrapped around your second chakra, how's that going to work? That's your emotions and your sexual mm-hmm. energy and mm-hmm. all of that. Well, if that's just all twisted up in some old guy's energy, right, how could somebody mm-hmm. find you? Exactly. And it was like, I was like, okay, uh, come on, not. <laughs> hey, you're trying to trouble in that area. What the hell? I <laughs> didn't realize right. it was like wrapped up like a veins or something or it was just all tied up and it was like that was weird and when you explained to me about the past lives with this individual i was like oh yeah no i figure yeah okay (laughs) thank god he has all makes sense now yeah yeah thank god he has not reached out i'm like thank you god (laughs) anytime good thank heavens yay yes (laughs) yeah like i don't want you reattaching either so so right? let me ask you a question. <laughs> when you have, when you, okay, you, you've done a session on someone uh, and you've cleared out everything and these people reattach, do they have to go to another session or is it just bless them, tell them, you know, nicely to go away or not respond? Or do they have to go to another session or is there something deeper? Well, that you, you know, a lot of it depends. You know, we are all so unique. So for some right. people, because it might be family members, they're, they're just very, um, really trained to respond, to open up, to let them hook Mm -hmm. back in and such. So we may have to go back and do some more work, another layer of work, find other places, planes and dimensions, other lifetimes, right? So often healing is kind of that, like a spiral, right? Every We start to move up and we raise our energy and, oops, there's some other weird thing that, you know, didn't show up until we could move up that high. So, you know, what I always say is that um, I do teach people some great simple tools like my rainbow shield, you know, so I teach people to fill up with their own highest golden energy and create a rainbow mm-hmm. shield so, you're, so you can be protected. And it's important that we all have protection, natural layers of our own highest energy, getting that mm-hmm. really solid so it creates a beautiful, strong protection. So when we're solid, people can't put their hooks in us because it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to hook into um, like a, a golden egg. I, I often call my um, mm-hmm. one of my meditations uh, the golden egg with the rainbow shield. So, 
you can't hook into a golden egg like you can into a holy aura, right? <laughs> Which is that has all these yeah. holes and divots and half empty because most of us don't think about creating boundaries and owning our own mm. space. Mm-hmm. So it's about owning your energy field, owning your own space. Mm-hmm. Well, that so I was teach that, that was, too. Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting. You say that because that's what I said to some of my friends. I said. I like I said to you, I felt violated, like they were invading my space, and I like my space the way it is. I don't want them in it. And you know, so I had my friends praying over me, healing over me, sending <laughs> <any> white light. Schedule <laughs> <laughs> another session with you soon. Um, you know that kind of thing. But it was interesting how I was very protective of my energy after that. Yeah. Well, once you feel what it feels like to be you. Right. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is the thing because we're we're grown right in our mother's womb. We are one with our mother for nine months. We feel what Mama felt, and even mm-hmm. once we're born, we are totally connected. We have a big energy cord, and for many of us, we're even we're still nursing. You know, we're really connected, mm-hmm. and really up till we're four, five, even six years old, we have strong, big, energetic cords to our mother and often to our father also if he's present. And so we're feeling what our parents are feeling, and we know no different, right? We've never, um, you know, we've never, no one taught us how to make boundaries when we were born, right? So so often we just go through our whole life with people in our space, with with mm-hmm. our parents or our significant partner having these really strong cords to us, and sometimes our families are have this kind of energy vampire sort of way of being, and, and mm-hmm. it just kind of goes on. So until someone tells you that you have the right to be a sovereign soul in a singular body, that you mm-hmm. have the birthright to own your own space and to create boundaries, Mm-hmm. We don't even, we're not even conscious, we're not even aware of them, right? Until you feel right. what it feels like to be you, you don't know any different. Exactly, and it's, um, you know, and that's what, it was just interesting learning that, you know. Um, I was like, damn, get away from me, I like being alone, just leave me alone, I'm happy. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. How dare I... you? Yeah, and how dare yeah. you try to invade my space? And that's how I felt, it was like, I felt violated. You know, right. right. And not that the violation is great, but the awareness that you don't mm-hmm. belong in here and I can say no. Mm-hmm. I Which own was, this space. Mm-hmm. I own this body. You do not belong here. Right. And, 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 not, we, and yeah, we just go yeah. and and not responding sometimes, which I didn't do. It's like, oh, I love Mr. Number. It's a great application to block people. Mm, <laughs> block numbers. Yeah. And, yeah, protecting that because sometimes I don't care. Let me emphasize this. It doesn't matter if they're your family or friends. If they are toxic and abusive and negative, they don't belong in your life. If they're bringing you down, keep them away. If they, they're just not healthy and they're unaware, unevolved too, you know. Right. Which, you know, I just want to keep emphasizing that because I learned such a huge, a huge lesson recently with that. And I just want to educate people because, like I said, society says, they're your family. Eh, screw that. Right. right. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I even remember I've had a couple of clients over the years who have come to me who have had a lot of depression. And when I go into their Akashic Records, the record keepers say, that this is their mother's energy and that because they were in the womb for nine months with that energy and then in her energy field for five years with that energy, they just believe that's who they are. They believe that they are depressed. And hmm. they're not. When I move mom out of the way, yep, the depression mm-hmm. lifts. When we start to create mm-hmm. our own boundaries, the depression yes. doesn't come back. It can be mm-hmm. completely life-altering, life-changing, mm. transforming. It's That, to me, is a huge miracle. It is because, you know, we are here to... Um, my grandmother used to say, I love my grandmother. She was my mom's mom, and she used to keep my mom in line, believe it or not. She would say, your kids are only there for 18 to 20 years. That's it. You don't belong in their lives after that. If they come to you, great, but you're not supposed to be attached to them. And they're not supposed to be attached to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a okay. wise woman. Yes, she was very wise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think right, back we to get to, yeah, yeah, it's about it's about being invited in. Uh, right, right. I'm, it is, and um, you know, you learn after a while. You're just like, no, this is my space, and this is your space, and. It, it's just healthier that way, and I think that uh, soul contracts. Um, okay, so another question I have is um, we had talked about when we went into my Akashic Records, there was two other soul contracts out there um, which we had null and void, and that's okay to do that, right? Null and void those contracts if you've outgrown them. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Right, because they're now like... Um, you know, out of time and space. They're old. It's kind of like if you had a, a contract to have a um, maybe a, a boyfriend when you were 20 or 22 and it was really about kind of learning and first love and kind of growth mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and you didn't meet him and you didn't, so you didn't live out that. But, I mean, you don't want an eight, a, you know, a, a boyfriend who acts like a 20-year-old, right? <laughs> You're a grown no, woman. You want a grown man. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? looking, so, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? So sometimes we just say, nope, that's no longer appropriate. I've passed mm-hmm. that. Or mm-hmm. maybe it was um, a contract that had some old karma attached. You've learned the lessons. You've outgrown that contract. You're, it's mm-hmm. done. So we mm-hmm. just kind of delete it. It's almost like, you know throwing away all those papers on your desk that you finished, but you just didn't file it away. File it away or file it in the mm-hmm. trash can. It's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's done. It's null and void. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, does not compute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because people think, well, I'm supposed to meet this one guy, and he's supposed to be like this, and I know... Um, it's like, no, you've evolved past it, moved past it, evolved or not. <laughs> Just go on, man. Right, right, right. So sometimes when I do this kind of work, and I don't remember specifically if you and I did this, but um, especially when we're working on this uh, relationship and, and calling in the one and really feeling that, oh, where is that that perfect um man for me or woman for me and mm-hmm. and what i find is is that sometimes well 
actually very often, when we're children, we create an image or an idea of the perfect man or woman, right? It might be oh, okay. Prince Charming mm-hmm. or Cinderella, whatever that is, and we project that out into the future. But that's a child um you know, child's idea of the perfect partner. That's not who you want. You don't want some guy to ride in on his horse and say, here, honey, jump on and I'll take care of you and you just stay home and you be the little lady and I'll, you know. (laughs) And you're like, no, I'm a career woman. I'm a businesswoman. I'm a spiritual Mm -hmm. healer. I want to be out there in the world and I want to travel and do my my work. I want to share my Mm -hmm. gifts and talents. I don't want some guy taking care of me. So we want to mm-hmm. call all of that projected energy back from the future. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you just <laughs> you just described what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm no submissive to the man. That's just not me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Hell to the no. <laughs> right? So we just have to say, okay, that's an old, right? It's an old idea. It's a childhood mm-hmm. fantasy. That's what we've projected out. That's not appropriate for me, you know, now as mm-hmm. a as a grown woman. And so, um, yeah, call a lot of those energies back, too. Because even if they're, sometimes they're just ideas and energy that we've projected out, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's a, a soul contract that might have been valid for you at some point in your life. Or maybe it was about learning a lesson to stand on your own and empower yourself. So we sometimes make these contracts to learn from them, right? That could be a karmic mm-hmm. contract. So you mm-hmm. may marry someone like that and then say, you know, that's not really who I am. I I. I'm a strong woman with gifts and talents, and I don't want to be taken care of. So thank you for helping me realize that. Thank you for helping me to empower myself to step out and mm-hmm. do my work. And, you know, depending on the person, they may grow with you, or it may be the highest and best choice for you at that time in your life is, is to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to say thank you. Thank you for the, your gifts and, and to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. That's no trouble moving on, you know. And you know, and sometimes too, when we incarnate into families, there might be, well, I've got to stay with them till death do us part, whether they're good for me or not. I had to overcome that thinking too. Right. Yeah. Which is like, no, <laughs> he no good for me. Bye bye. No bueno. Right. Well, that's right. And like you talk about, you know, sometimes our families, um, you know, we have a parent, a mother, a father that has Mm -hmm. heavy, heavy karma attached. And sometimes it's just about their aggression or their abusiveness, the fact that they, Mm -hmm. you know, are um, maybe they're narcissists. And so they don't Mm -hmm. even see us or love us or think about us or or they may be emotionally abusive, physically abusive. You know, of course, God forbid, sexually abusive. But, you know, there's so mm-hmm. much of that in the world. And and it's about us kind of completing a pattern. Um, what the record keepers always want us to know is that we live, you know, 400, 500, 600, 800 lives here. So we have a lot of old karma. We have 
lessons to learn. We may mm-hmm. have been abusive in one or two or five other, you know, relationships or lifetimes. And so we come mm-hmm. to complete that, to learn that, to forgive, to walk away, to empower ourselves, to make mm-hmm. a change in our lives. It's all mm-hmm. part of the soul growth. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And it's... Um... Yeah, it's it's all about growth and experiencing. It, it's the, about the soul's experiencing that as well. Right. But once you've experienced enough, it's like, okay, I'm done with that. Can we move on? Right. <laughs> Can we yeah, move on? Yeah, right, on? and then we do, and then we do, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. in a family we might have an abusive parent, and then mm-hmm. we find we're stuck in abusive marriage or relationship, and then we think, mm-hmm. this is a pattern. What is up with this? And Mm-hmm. And it's an old karmic pattern. It's an old belief system. It's a belief that we have to save the world or help everybody. Or sometimes mm-hmm. for some of us, it's a belief that we're not um, worthy of a of a kind, loving, uh, supportive relationship. You know, we don't believe mm-hmm. we're good enough for that. That might also come from from um, unconscious beliefs from our childhood. So all mm-hmm. of this is really written um, about in your Akashic records. And so that allows you to to go into the records and to start to understand it and Mm -hmm. to see it for what it is. And when we Mm -hmm. can see it, then we can change it. Mm -hmm. And that's the greatest gift is changing it. And that's important for our listeners to know you can change this. There's a pattern that keeps keeps coming up in your life. Maybe you're attracting a certain kind of man that's an alcoholic or abusive or, you know, you're attracting certain friends that are taking advantage of you or whatever. Whatever relationship is, if if you're noticing a pattern, it's okay to clear that. That means that's a message from the universe to, okay, are you looking at this? And sometimes you've learned it over and over again. You're done, man. You're done like a dinner. Right, right. But if it's Mm -hmm. still showing up, there's some part of us that hasn't let go, who still has some piece of a belief, right? So now I understand it. Now I've 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 become aware, you know, you've called me up, you're mm-hmm. like, what the heck is this pattern or this karma? Why can't I be mm-hmm. done with it? And then we do, we go into the records, and just like we did for you, we clear those old out-of-date contracts, we clear mm-hmm. any of the unconscious beliefs, we move everybody out of your energy field and space, mm-hmm. we heal the rips, the tears, the scars, the the mess that's in our our energy bodies and and auric field, so that you don't have to recreate it ever again. Now that you're conscious, now that you've moved past it, let's get all of the old junk out, so that's not showing up. We're not calling those kind of people to us anymore because we've mm-hmm. really um, gotten those like those triggers or those buttons or those pictures that are in our mm-hmm. energy field that's kind of calling those same types of people to us mm-hmm. or you know the the um that inner child that that feels like you know they're still hiding out and having to keep us safe and we want to get out mm-hmm. there and we want to speak we want to share our gifts and we're like why mm-hmm. can't i get out in a bigger way and it's because mm-hmm. maybe we have a uh an inner child that's keeping us small and a bunch of past lives where we got killed for sharing our gifts and so we Stay mm-hmm. hidden because we don't want to get killed again, right? So mm-hmm. we can go and find all of that information and those patterns and those 
unconscious or you know unconscious beliefs, mm-hmm. past life traumas, and again. I'm a healer at heart, so I want to go heal that for you. I want to clear that out for you <laughs> so, yes. so you don't struggle the rest of your life with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because uh, it's all about uh, claiming who you are, your purpose, and your authenticity, and it's just going more, moving forward. And that's, I think that's um, the message most of us healers <laughs> have, you know, just claiming your authentic self and helping others doing that. So that's really cool. And um, like I said, you're, you know, the healing that we had done, the session we had done was just part of the, the, the process that I had been working through the last couple of years with another healer friend of mine. So you just went in there and dug deeper and got to the root of it. It's like pulling the weeds, man, right to the root. Out. Right? Here you go. Out. You're gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this may be a and silly I'm question. I'm so happy for you. I'm yeah. like, I'm so excited that you really yes. could get that feeling like, Ooh, yes. this is what it feels like to be me, and it feels good. And that's yes. true for all of us. Yes, and I want to protect it, and I enjoy it, and I'm more joyous, and I, you know, and it's like, okay, like I said, sometimes it, it was like a foreign entity coming at me when this one relative contacted me. It was just very interesting, the reaction I got. I almost got a sick reaction to it, a physical reaction. Because I'm oh, like, you're not yeah. supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. So that was really cool, that awareness. And um, this may be a, a silly question, but what about our pets? Do we have soul contracts with them? I, that may sound crazy, but I have cats, so I love all these guys. Right. No, we do very often. Again, just like other people, we do, and we not always, right? Just like our parents, like you might have had a soul contract with your mother and not your father or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, right? But um, uh, I've got a soul contract with my dog, but not my cat. Well, because my cat has them with my husband and my son, right? So, <laughs> so often what I find, and and we can do Akashic readings for our pets, but really I find that usually we can do a reading for the pet owner and open their records and ask if they have a soul contract with the pet and where they come from and what their their past lives are together. Like like mm-hmm. my dog, I always tell her she's a little 10-pound Maltese poodle, and I always say, <laughs> you are the smart one. <laughs> you got the cushy life, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all the treats and the walks and the naps, right? And I'm like, next time I'm, don't be in the dog. <laughs> I know. Well, I have one cat here, Max, and I he's my baby. He's a Maine Coon kitty cat. He's so sweet. Mm. But I feel such a connection with him. He's like my best buddy. I, I have out of all my babies, he's my baby. My, my favorite burrito, so that's what I call him. He's so cute. Yeah, so, and sometimes we go off to other realms and dimensions or planets where we were kind of similar kinds of embodiments, like mm-hmm. in another world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so we, we hang around just like soul family. We often have these long-standing soul contracts with these um, beautiful souls that come in oh, to be yeah. our pets and to love us and remind us in this lifetime. Yeah. So it's very cool to see that. And and some of us have been dolphins or whales or, you know, from other lives mm-hmm. or, you know, how um, the dolphins and whales come from the dog star Sirius as well as the mm-hmm. Egyptians come from Sirius. And so I mm-hmm. often find that people who resonate with the dog star Sirius, they find 
we realize that you know they're from there because they love whales or they love dolphins and they're so drawn to Egypt you know some of these kinds mm-hmm. of things and so we start to realize you know again something I, I really teach in my Akashic Record course where I teach people to access mm-hmm. their own soul wisdom because it's a very handy tool to have if you're called to that mm, yeah it is it really is that's awesome I mean, it's um, it's just amazing when you go deeper into the healing work and what you can really pull out and find. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it really yeah. is. And I, I encourage some in my audience, please, uh, go to Lisa. Go and just go to her website, akashicknowing.com, and just get a session, book a session. She will delight you and help you and move past some obstacles that maybe you didn't even know you had or they're appearing and you need to get rid of them moving past them they're awesome and the books too yeah. your one book i loved i've referred to clients uh the uh, from questioning to knowing seven 73 prayers to transform your life and i have a copy it's a really great book too it goes into mm. the nuts and bolts of things so i definitely yeah, encourage it, you to go do it thank yeah. you yeah it explains a lot and there's so many healing prayers for everything from you know um a toxic family, there's a prayer for family relationships or for blame or guilt. There's forgiveness prayers. There's, um, you know, prayers for self-love and and um, and for loving others. I mean, there's 73 healing prayers in that book. So I have so many people who write to me and are like, I carry your book around. I read it at least once or twice a day. So that is always very exciting. And I'd love to add, too, on my website, if you go to akashicknowing.com, um, there's a free gift, and it's um, really about creating beautiful conscious connections with people in our lives. So I call it the infinite connection, and it's a little downloadable meditation like eight minutes or something i really teach you how to do this and so you really make a simple um uh connection heart to heart with the people that we want to strengthen our connections to in life and so mm. if you want to get a, a free meditation downloadable gift you could just go to my website at akashicknowing.com and do that and then you'll also hear about places I'm teaching or other shows I'm on or, you know, all the things that are coming up if you're interested in learning more about the Akashic Records. Yes. And like I said, I encourage people to do so because it's very life-transforming and it's just great. So, Lisa, thank you for coming on today. This is It's always a pleasure to have you on, and I hope to have a new book from you soon so we can have you on for that. Thank you. Yes, it's kind of on my radar to maybe write it this fall. So we'll see what shows up. But I'm I'm actually being being kind of called. I think they're tickling yep. me at the moment, going like, oh, yeah. maybe new book yep. this fall, right? So yes, I know. I I hear it. They're like, Lisa's getting a new book. Uh, she's got at least two more in her, and I'm like, okay, I'll just tell you. Right. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on today, Lisa. Can you spell your website out in case some people don't know how to spell Akashic? Because <laughs> I know. Of course, I would love to. It's it's a tricky spelling. So mm-hmm. it is A K A S H I C, and it's Akashic Knowing. So K N O W I N G dot com. Awesome. Well, like I said, I look forward to having you back on the show. You're always welcome. Whenever you want to come on, just email me or call me and we'll put you on. 
Thank you, Amy. It is always such a pleasure and such a joy and a giggle. So thank you for having me on. I love it. Me too. Oh, great. And, of course, this is Amy Toy for Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Join us next week for another exciting guest. And may the angels carry you through.